0: Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen. This is your host for today's show, Groobs, aka Ryan. Uh, my second half, Cam. He had, he came down with a case of COVID. Uh, he got tested this past week and came back with a positive. So here we are. Um, he was at the he was in Tuscaloosa at the Alabama Georgia game and in, in T town. So probably got it from there. Um, he's doing good. He wishes he was here. Not feeling too great right now, but he's he's fine. He'll be all right. He'll be back next week ready to rock and roll and talk about all the things that I'm probably going to talk about today. Uh, We're going to talk about the death of Eddie Van Halen, a freaking rock legend. Um, That's probably going to be our intro song. And by probably, I mean it absolutely 100% is. So go ahead and just lock yourself in for some Van Halen today because I love classic rock. Um, we're We're going to talk some sports. Obviously, there's a lot of things going on. And we're going to talk about what might have been the worst possible weekend for me. So thanks for joining us today. This is Beauty Radio. Today is October 23rd, 2020. Uh, This year is just flying by, guys. I can't believe it. Uh, We're almost into November. We're almost to Halloween. Halloween's next week. We'll discuss that a little bit. I have no idea what I want to wear, and I need ideas. So help me out. Uh, Let's get into this show. Let's start off with one of the most. Probably the most iconic Van Halen songs. Jump. Let's get into it. Eddie Van Halen passed away last week or maybe this past week, but he battled throat cancer for a long time. He actually has a pretty funny theory. Not funny, but interesting theory. He used metal picks for most of his life and uh, he used to keep them in his mouth and he thinks he got tongue cancer from the picks. So it's pretty crazy. But yeah, he passed away. Um, as I mentioned, I love classic rock. I was, I grew up on this stuff, and I, I mean, I just, I love this. Like, listen to that, that that right there just gets my, gets my blood flowing. It makes me want to go, you know, drink. I'm not gonna lie, it makes me want to go to the bar and have a good time. Um, I lo- I love that. I love Motley Crue, all that kind of stuff. If there's one era of music that I could have grew up on and lived in. That's it, the 80s, 80s and maybe maybe 70s too because that's when like heavy metal, like Van Halen's considered heavy metal and Motley Crue and you know what heavy metal is today and it's the screamo stuff that nobody likes um, unless you're really into that stuff. Hey, hands up. I, I listen to it every now and then when I'm working out, but that's about it. But outside of that, it's it's that kind of music. I love that. But it's sad, you know. It's part of life. But he's only sixty-five years old. It's really not that old. So it, it sucks. You hate to see it. Um, his his legend and his, what they did in Van Halen will forever live on. Him and Dave, uh, him and his brother from Amsterdam, and what him and David Lee Roth and Sammy Hagar they all did. It was it was great, and they they inspired a whole culture and them and they inspired people like Poison, motley Crue. They started a whole a whole sound and they really shaped the eighties, which is nuts to think about. Think about having that much influence over people, just there's not many humans in, in life that have been like that. So he lived the, the all of them lived pretty crazy lives and, you know, they battled with drugs and alcohol, which was the probably the epitome of the eighties, to be honest with you. I mean Everybody did stuff like that back then. Not that we're all not doing it now either. So, but you don't see, in my opinion, that level of rock star anymore. And it's it's kind of crazy. I mean, you see it with some some hip hop guys like Drake, and they'll nobody will ever be that big, but have that much influence over people is nuts. Um, it's crazy. I don't know. It for me, rock stars were just they were so wild. And maybe maybe there are some. You know hip hop artists and some pop guys that are like that, but you don't really hear about it, which is nuts. Thing you hear about it's more so just like guys doing drugs and smoking a lot of weed, which everybody does that. <laughs> you know everybody does that stuff. So, but yeah, just sad, sad, uh, sad news. Hate to hear it. Um, I, I'm pretty sure they were playing again. I, I'm not sure, um, but still, great music. Absolutely loved it. Would have loved to have gotten to see them, see him play the rest of Van Halen with David Lee Roth, because that would be awesome. Um, anyways, let's move forward. Uh, let's talk a little bit about sports and what possibly was the worst weekend of all time for me. As we discussed last weekend, uh, or last week at near the end, uh, this weekend could have been the best weekend of all time. And there was a couple of possibilities that could happen. We had the Braves up 3-1 to one in the NLCS. Georgia going into Alabama. I had two pretty damn good shots of ha- either having a wash of a weekend. One team wins, the other one loses. Or both teams win for the best possible outcome. Or what actually happened, the worst possible outcome. So, let's start with Friday. Friday out here at the battery just you know going out we're up 3 to 1 bullpen game what we kind of expected happened uh get down lose that one not a big deal rolling to Saturday oh my god saturday was had so much high hopes at the beginning of the day so many just like good vibes like we're going to do this we're going to take we're going to win both these games because that's that's how it's lined up it's how the stars line this thing up where we're going to roll with the Braves at 4:30. They're going to fucking win this shit, clinch it, go to World Series. We're going to play the Rays and we're going to beat the shit out of them. No. Just fucking goose egg of a game. Then we I think that final score was like 3 to 1. It was the bats just died in these in the last two games the bats died and it was it was hard to watch especially I'll, I'll get the game 7 in a sec. And then, so once that game ended, it per- timed up perfectly with the Georgia game. So Braves ended, they lost. We're like, all right, fuck it. We'll see what happens with Georgia. This could be a wash of a day. Georgia beats Alabama on on the road in Alabama. Hell yeah, let's go. Um, first half, you know, you start the game, you get that pick, which I'll admit didn't have the camera angle, didn't have the camera angle for it to be overturned, but probably wasn't picked, probably hit the ground can not really see it. I don't know. I don't know. Didn't really matter. It ended up being a wash because we go down the like three plays later on third down, bad snap, freaking tip, ball over the middle, which should have been a defensive pass interference because Dylan Moses was on Kenny Max back the entire time. Uh, should have been called. Of course, it wasn't. Um. Anyways, so it ends up being a wash. Alabama goes down three plays later and scores. Then we get the ball back and march down and score. So... First half wasn't bad. You know, you go in what should have gone in 24-17. Let's be real. You don't give them, what was it, 20 or 30 seconds to go down and kick a field goal? I had that gut-wrenching feeling that that field goal was going to come back and bite us in the ass. I mean, it actually ended up not because we didn't score a single fucking point in the second half. So, tough times. Um, Anyways, moving forward. Uh, so you get the second half, tough second half, absolutely disgusting second half. We get down, we're moving the ball, and then for some reason we get to like third and two and stall. It's unreal. And then Alabama, you know, come out hit the one ninety yarder to uh Devont no uh, to Waddle because. Tyson Campbell just falls down. He has no safety help over the top because they bit on the post, coming over the middle. It's like, look, you already have the the star was on him. You gotta you gotta stem it back. You gotta you gotta have help over the top, especially with Waddle and Devonte Smith, who are just absolutely nuts. Like I went into that game just thinking, oh, they just have burners. We'll just stem those two, have two high, and just rock it. Man up and have two high, and you'll be all right. And then you have somebody, you have an inside backer on Najee, which you put Nicobe on him, it worked. It worked at times. I mean, linebacker on a running back is always a mismatch, but still. Then you move, then you have your star or your nickel on top of the uh, tight end or the third or your slot receiver. So you had it, you had it, but that's what I thought we were going to do. And that's what we did. And We're a second-half team, so I thought, you know, Kirby's going to go in and making his adjustments, and nope. shit the bed. So, a lot of things on that one end up not scoring any points. Stetson throws two more picks. It's like, come on, man. I know one was another tip off off Jermaine Burton's hands, and it's just like, come on. Don't need to be throwing that pass anyways. When you got the check down wide open, James Cook walks in. So, I went into that game with no expectations, but... It was still frustrating to watch when you're up 24 to 20, then your offense doesn't score a single point. If you do the math, Alabama only sc- like, yeah, they scored three more times, but they didn't do anything else different other than they did in the first half. We just did exactly what we did in the first half, too. We win that game. Just poor execution. So obviously Saturday night, not a good night for me. Um coming off two terrible losses that Probably should have won the games. So let's move into Sunday. Um, you know, kind of depressed, a little hungover. I mean, by a little, I mean really hungover. Um, We're moving to Sunday night. Uh, watched a little bit of football all day. Didn't really care. Uh, we'll get into gambling picks. I actually had a pretty good weekend. We'll get into that in a little bit. But then we move into NLCS game seven. Guys. The fucking Braves. Base running fundamentals. How do you make those mistakes? How did it, the contact play from third base is the most asinine play of all time? He Nick Marcakis drilled that ball straight at Justin Turner, not like a slow roller. I can understand on slow roller. That's okay. I get it. Contact play on slow roller, but hard hit, you sit your ass there and you don't move right then. It's only second and third, one out. Because he's going to throw him, get him out at first. Live the fight another day. Give, Don't take the bat out of the next guy's hand. So, Dance me fucking, he runs down the, uh, the home, right? Gets caught. Gets in the pickle. So, Riley, Austin Riley, on second, did not just bolt the third and just stand there. Hey, it's one out. Running on first and third. Not ideal situation from what you were just in. Maybe you get a pass ball. Marquegas moves to second. Or we pinch run for him. Because, let's be real, dude's over the hill. He needs to hang him up. He, mm, uh, get me started. Watching third third pitches down the middle for strikes and uh, backwards Ks are just not going to cut it anymore. Can't handle it. Uh, anyways, Riley hesitates at second. Ends up being a double play on a ball that should have just been thrown the first for an, a one out and have runners on second and third still. Like, what are we doing? Your professional baseball players. They teach that shit in middle school, high school. Junior varsity guys in high school, ninth graders, know, know that play. What are we doing? You got to be better. This is NLCS game seven against the best team in the league. That's, it's unacceptable. It's unacceptable is what it is. And especially for a Braves team that's, Completely overperformed. They've overachieved on this year. You have Soroka go out. Hamels is hurt. Felix Hernandez he opts out. You have Newcomb not perform. Fulte not perform. Guys that didn't pitch for the rest of the year from since the beginning. So you're really left with Max Fried, Ian Anderson, who ends up coming on and being a stud, um, and you're left with a bunch of other rookies. I I will say this. I'm going to give credit where credits due. Bryce Wilson went out there and shoved. Oh my God, he went out there and shoved in that game he pitched. I was, I, I believe it was Game Five, and he, he impressed me, man. He impressed me. I, I hope he continues these kind of outings because we need another guy next year. Um, rumor is Soroka is looking good. He's looking at a spring training comeback. Um, if that's true, for especially off an Achilles injury, that's massive. So uh, they don't need to rush him back because if they rush him back and it's too soon, I, I mean, he won't be the same if you do it too soon. So uh, don't rush him back. Let's get this thing rolling. Uh, and then, then you have to go out and get a guy like Bauer. I know you got Soroka, who who was your ace going into this year. Uh, I know Freed's ended up being what he is and, you know, winning just about every game, but – Soroka was a guy coming in, and Freed was your number two, and then maybe Fulty and then Newcomb, and Hamels, but what a waste of 20-something million dollars that was because um, he won't be back. That was a one-year deal. So, yeah, and then Bellinger hits the dang game-winning home run in the in the third off Chris Martin, who, again, another guy that shoved all year incredibly good. Our bullpen was great. Um, I wish we would have saw a Noah. I really wish we would have saw a Noah in game seven because the one game where they blew us out, he pitched lights out. He deserved to be in that game seven at some point. Um, but I can't hate on Martin. He, What he did for us all year was incredible. So um, you're playing against the best team. They're going to get you eventually. The Dodgers will score points. They will score runs. They will hit home runs. It's what they do, and I have to I have to give uh, Logan a little shout out. Your boy Mookie, he uh, he's incredible. He robbed Rob Freddie, which would have been a four run game, or you know we'd been up four at that, or been at four at that point, been a two run game, and dude just robbed him. He's he's super athletic. He's really good. He can handle the bat. He's he's five tool. He's a five tool player. That is for damn sure. And as much as I hate the Dodgers, because y'all are just, it's just unreal how loaded y'all are every single year. Hopefully you guys get it done this year. Hopefully. So I'm not saying I'm rooting for you, but this is your best best chance of any. And it's kind of interesting that we're rolling into this, we're in the middle of this World Series. We're, you know, Series is tied one-on-one. You're getting game three tonight at, I believe, 8 o'clock. So that'll, that'll be a good game, but you're playing two cities that have already won two different sports out of bubbles, Tampa won the NHL championship this past out of their bubble. They won the Stanley cup. Lakers just won the NBA finals. So we're, we're literally getting two cities that are going to be, one of them is going to be a double champion. And that just sucks. In my opinion, that sucks. Great for the city. If you live there, you're going to love it. And you're going to have a hell of a time, which, I mean, maybe. If you live in LA, then maybe not because you're still shut down. Um, but if you're in Tampa, go have a damn good time. Because whether or not you think this World Series counts or not, it was a, I think it does. Because I actually think... Outside of playing the having the wear and tear of 162 games, there there was a mental a mental adversity out of this season. You know you're 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 not necessarily locked down. You're still with your families and stuff, but you can't go out and do anything. You can't go have dinner with your teammates where you actually bond, especially these young guys. There's no crowds to get you up, especially in baseball, where. You need the crowd. You can't just go there every single day. I mean, you're playing 60 games in 60 days or in 65 days or something like that it was. And you're playing these games and there's nobody there. There's absolutely nobody there. I mean, there's the fake crowd noise. I'm sure that helped, but there's nothing like a a whole crowd. And I'll, I'll tell you this, just from the experience I had this past week at the Battery, it was absolutely so it was so nice to be in a crowd again and hearing people cheer and root on their team and you know live and die with every pitch it was it was incredible like that's the stuff that we're missing right now with bubbles and and stadium reduced capacities and everything i mean you see with college football um it's been great it's i mean better than like the uh Bubbles and stuff. I mean, it's just not the same. You don't have the same juice that you get when you got a packed out crowd. Like imagine that series, the NLCS, here in Atlanta and in LA. That would have been so much fun. It would have been such an incredible series to have attended and watched on TV, seeing the crowd, you know, just move up and down the rollercoaster of emotions, how they reacted to everything, all the home runs that were hit. I mean, that was a massive field, but the balls were, they were fucking sailing out of there. Credit, credit to the Dodgers because they were doing it more so than we were, but the ball was flying, is flying in Texas's, the Rangers' new stadium, which is kind of crazy because it's a massive field. Like the deepest point in that field is 410 out in center field in the corners. It's, it's a big field and they were hitting home runs left and right. And imagine the crowd, the crowds, you know, just going absolutely nuts during that time. Um, It would have been great. And then, you know, you get Kershaw in game one out there shoving. Imagine that in LA. That would have been great. So I I think next year we got to figure out a way to have people in stands. We have to get back to a sense of normalcy because we're missing out on that kind of stuff. These kinds of experiences that we all come to know and love and enjoy. So, we got to figure it out. But at the same time, Braves got to figure it out. (laughs) Uh, I'm looking forward to more Dodgers-Braves playoff series in the future. Hopefully, they're all in NLCS, and hopefully we're coming out more often than not. But Mookie for 12 years is going to be pretty hard. Um, Braves need to lock down Ozuna if we're keeping the universal DH, which I will say I love. Um, I do hate, absolutely hate the three-pitch, uh, three-hitter rule for a relief pitcher coming in. Um, here's, a, here's why. If you have a guy that's out there throwing long at-bats, like you're going against the Dodgers, who foul off the ball so much, they battle. They don't swing at junk. They battle at-bats. They grind out at-bats. And so you're you're getting eight, nine-pitch at-bats, and, you're, and you end up walking two guys in a row, like, why does that guy have to stay in there? Just because you don't want the game to be long? Get this shit out of here. Let's put the best product out there. If that guy's shit in the bed, let's get him off the field and get somebody in there that's good. So I, I just think you're hurting the product on the field by doing that. Because if a guy doesn't have his stuff, get him out of there. I'm sorry. He does not need to be out there. And that's just, I mean, that's baseball. Sometimes you have it. Sometimes you don't as a pitcher. I mean, same as a hitter. Sometimes you you can see it really well. Sometimes you can't. Sometimes it looks like a peach ball. Sometimes it's a blur that you can't see. Sometimes you're swinging at swinging at air. It's part of it. Sometimes you're hitting line drives directly at people. That shit happens. But to put in a rule that hurts a manager and his ability to manage is absolutely just asinine. It's stupid. It's so fucking dumb. So let's get rid of that rule. Keep the universal DH. I already know Manfred wants the universal DH, and he likes the uh, extra inning runner on second rule, the California rule. Nah. Nah. Sorry. It, it, was, it was good for this season, and I get why you want to keep it just to speed things up, but no. It's not baseball. Let's keep that in Little League, like where it deserves to be. So let's leave that one there. Okay. Um, Braves need to sign Ozuna. Go get a pitcher. Let's keep it do. Let's keep it moving. Um, do want to comment on one thing from the series and something that came out from Sunday or was it maybe Monday, Sunday, it was a Sunday game. All right. Joe Buck fucking sucks. Joe Buck and John Smoltz called the worst series of all time in that Braves Dodgers series. It was so obvious how biased they were towards the Dodgers. Like, the Dodgers would hit a pop-up, a routine pop-up. They'd be like, oh, that ball's out. Oh, okay, It's it's an out. Braves hit a home run, and there's no juice behind it. Oh, Dansby Swanson, home run, left field. Like, Smoltz, you were a fucking Atlanta Brave, a legend, a Hall of Famer for the Braves. And you can't give us any kind of juice just so you don't seem biased, but you want to blow up Kershaw and Gratterall saying, oh, that's the easiest 100 I've ever seen. Yeah, it might be, but you don't have to say it every single time he pitches. We all get it. He can throw 100. Everybody in the MLB can practically throw 100 now. All right? We all get it. It's hard. Uh, Hitters have to adjust. That they do it every single time. Look at what the Dodgers do. Look what the Braves do. Look what the Yankees do. Like, everybody does it. The Tampa, they have all the most guys that throw 100 on their team. So it's not a common, it's a common phenomenon now, which is nuts to think about, honestly. But still, you guys, it, it was so obvious what Fox wanted. You the national media, anyways, they wanted to be right. They wanted the Dodgers in there, which is, I get it. It's the bigger market. You want the ratings, all this stuff. Screw that. The Braves' story was way more interesting than the Dodgers' story. The Braves had one starter all year. One starter, essentially, until Anderson came up. And how the hell they got to where they were, up 3-1 on a, the best team in the league, and you want to blow up the best team in the league? Get, the shit, get that shit out of here. And then Joe Buck and Troy Aikman have the audacity to talk shit about flyovers on Sunday. Um, saying, oh, there goes a waste of your tax dollars. There, there goes $70 million or $7 million in gas. This would never happen in the Kamala Biden administration. You'll never see those anymore. I, I get it, it was a hawk mic, but still. <laughs> wow. First off, if you don't know what flyovers and what pilots do those for, First off, it, the teams do ask them to do that. The league, they, they ask them to do it 100%. And the pilots like doing it because it's a part of their flight hours for that month, week, whatever. So it's not like these guys are still training while flying, doing the flyover. It's not like they're just like, all right, screw it, go land. No, this is part of their flight hours that they have to get in. So to make that comment is just stupid. Absolutely stupid. I, just, I, I can't believe you would make that comment, even even near a mic. Yes, hot mics happen all the time. I mean, look what happened to the St. Louis Cardinals or St. Louis Cardinals? Cincinnati Reds announcer uh, a couple weeks or a couple months ago when he made that stupid-ass comment. Um, hot mics happen, but you got to know that whenever you're on a mic, you can't say something stupid. So I'm very curious to know who let that one leak because that one could have stayed in office, stayed in-house, but someone leaked it. Um, Someone at Fox. So very interesting. Uh, Be very, very interesting to see how Joe Buck and them do tonight in tonight's game because they called the Thursday night games. Um, Interesting to see what the response is to it because a lot of the viewers of the NFL don't watch that way. They don't, they don't agree with what you just said. All right? So, stupid comment. Know what you're talking about first. Get your facts straight before you make a stupid comment like that saying you're wasting taxpayers' money because you're not when that's happening. So, shut up. All right? All right. Let's move on to a rewind of last week on our gambling picks. Um, I... Had a very fucking great weekend. I went eight and four guys. I'm on the right side of positive. I am on the year 33 and 31 now. Ironically, Cam is 31 and 33. So we are exactly 500. How that works out. I don't know. Don't ask me. It happens. So we'll start with the NFL on my picks. I'll run through them really quick. I had the Vikings minus four versus Atlanta. You know, I thought coming off Dan Quinn being fired that the team would just lay down and tank, to be honest with you. I really thought that, but Julio back made a hell of a difference, and I'm glad he did because he's on my fantasy team and got me a good dub. Uh, Then I had Titans minus three versus Texans. Didn't see that one coming. Just didn't see it coming. So Uh, Lions versus Jags over 54.5. That hit. Rams minus three and a half versus the 49ers. Did not see the 49ers coming out and winning that game on Sunday night. Um, just didn't see it. Chiefs minus four over the Bills. I mean, this one was interesting because of the rain on Monday night. Um that we had our Monday night doubleheader. I just Josh Allen and the Chiefs defense shut Josh down Josh Allen down. Um, it was interesting because I also had fantasy fantasy implications in that one, so I was stressing that one a lot. But the Chiefs are the Chiefs. They do their thing, get the win. Clyde Clyde looks so good. And the fact that they're getting Le'Veon, absolutely nuts. Absolutely nuts. Um, last game I had for NFL was Arizona minus one and a half versus Dallas. Dallas sucks. And the fact that how dog, dog shit is the NFC East, that Dallas at two and five now is number one in NFC East. That is dog shit. That's, hey, you're trash. NFC East, you're trash. Uh, we'll do Kansas picks now for the NFL. He went, um, he had a better day in the NFL versus I did. He had four to, four. he went four and two in the NFL. He went Steelers minus three and a half. Steelers looks like really damn good team this year. They're probably the team to beat in the AFC in my opinion outside of Kansas City. They That's going to be a hell of a matchup. Hopefully they play in the AFC Championship and we get a good game. Next, he had Ravens minus seven and a half. Can't remember the score of that one. Not going to lie to you guys. He took the 49ers Rams under 51 and a half. That one hit. Low scoring game. Ram, uh, Yeah, the Rams just did not put points up. Cardinals minus one and a half versus Dallas. Same bet I had. Again, Dallas sucked. Kyler Murray looked pretty good. Titans minus three versus Texans. Oh, wait. No, that did hit. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. I think. Oh, okay. I know what I did. All right. Lions Jags didn't hit on the over 54 and a half. The Titans minus three did versus the Texans. My bad. Um, had it marked wrong on the on the spreadsheet. Um, his last game was Packers minus or Packers bucks over 55 and a half. Rogers put up a goose egg. Which was bound to happen. Let's be real; they weren't going undefeated, so that was bound to happen. Bucks look really good. They got their pass rush was so damn good. Um, I guess that's the key to Rodgers right now: just getting to him and getting him off rhythm. Because before that, he was looking unbeatable, unreal, MVP-like. So that didn't hit. All right, let's move into college now. Um, I had an incredible day. I went five and six, or five and one, in college on Saturday and Friday and Saturday. I had BYU minus five versus Houston. BYU absolutely blew the brakes off Houston. It was great. Love to see it. Then another absolute ass kicker was Clemson minus 27 versus Georgia Tech, in which they beat them by 70. Thank you, Clemson. I always like seeing that. Um, That was a fun game to watch just because it was go route, go route, go route, go route every other minute. Um, am minus five versus Miss State didn't really get to watch this one as much as I would have liked to um I knew am was a, had a little bit better juice coming off the win versus Florida always kind of think of a trap game after a big game let down game after a big win like that but I had the I just had the feeling uh Miss State you know only put up two points against Kentucky the week before it's hard to come off of so I, I had to take minus five there. Old Miss Arkansas under 75 again not a game I got to watch a lot because of the Braves and it was another under game um they just did not they put up around 50 which good I mean Arkansas Arkansas is a lot better than we all thought they were coming into the season so gotta give credit where credit's due to Seth, uh, Sam Pittman they look good so and Felipe Franks who was at Florida looks decent okay I'll, I'll say it he looks decent now. Um, then I had UNC minus 14 versus FSU. Just, I, I don't know what happened there. I, I can't tell you. Defense was terrible. I didn't get to watch it either. So um, that was in, in the middle of my, my ass kicking. Uh, then Pitt plus 13 and a half versus Miami. That one barely hold, held on. It came down to pretty much the last drive. Miami was rolling. If they would have uh, gotten to fourth down and kicked a field goal, I would have been screwed there. But luckily, that hit. So, like I said, five and one on the day there. That's pretty much what saved me. Um, let's move to Cam. Cam and all his unders. Um, he had one under hit this time. So he went under 64 versus Clemson, Georgia Tech, as I just mentioned. They beat him by 70. Do the math. Uh, then West Con- Western Kentucky versus UAB under 44 and a half. Um, again, didn't hit. Don't know the score. Can't tell you. Not something I kept up with. Uh, under 60, Duke, NC State. They put up around a little over 60, so not too shocking. Or No, that one did hit. They, hit, they barely hit. It was like 57 or something like that. Uh, Notre Dame put up a goose egg against Louisville, 12-7. What? That's a baseball score. Um, Notre Dame would get down in the uh, red zone and stall out, so hopefully they get that fixed this week because they play pit. And Pitt's not very good. So, uh, Last game he had was Georgia State versus Arkansas State under 72. Pretty sure they boat raced each other. So just a lot of points. So, like I said, we're literally right at 500 right now. So let's get into this week's picks. Um, Cam did send them over to me. So here we go. We'll start with Cam's. We're going to start in the NFL. Um, he has Pats minus 2.5 versus Vegas. That is the Sunday night game. There is some news. It's not a That's a great pick, and it's a great line right now. But I got a feeling this game may get moved to – it already got moved to the 4 o'clock game from the 8 o'clock game Sunday because Trent Brown came down with an illness, COVID, and their entire – the Raiders' entire offensive line was sent home today because they have video of him without his mask on and in him not wearing his, his tracer. Um, as you guys know, if you've kept up with it, when in the NFL facilities, you have to wear a mask, you have to wear your bracelet so they can contact, tra- contact trace. He wasn't doing either or. So they can't really tell right now who he's been around, who potentially may or may not have it. So that game could be pushed to Monday, possibly Tuesday. Um, that two and a half is a great line for that reason right there. So Patriots to the Patriots. Um, I do like that line just because of the fact that the Raiders and the fact with their offensive line. So just something to watch, something to keep an eye on. If You want to avoid it, avoid it. But I think that's a good line if you can get that number because of that fact. Um, Panthers Saints over 51 and a half. As we know, the Saints can put up a shit ton of points. Um, Panthers offense, they can move the ball, but I think McCaffrey's still out. So never know. Uh tonight's game, the Thursday night game, Eagles minus five versus the Giants. I am actually on the opposite side of this one, so I actually hate this game. The Eagles have a ton of guys on the injured list. Zach Ertz, Dallas Goddard, um, Miles Sanders. So there, the, a lot of Carson Wentz's weapons are gone. Uh, Alshon Jeffrey's out. They do get De- Deshaun Jackson back this week, but... The fact that their offensive of line is also decimated too, he's not going to have enough time to take the top off with Deshaun Jackson, with D-Jack. That's what he does. So um, that's what I'm taking the Giants in that one. Don't really like it either. I thought about the under, to be honest with you, but I really don't like the game. But since that's the rule we made at the beginning of the year, we would pick Thursday and the Monday night game. I'm on the opposite side of him. Um, Moving forward, he has a Seahawks minus three and a half versus the Cardinals. It's going to be a hell of a matchup. Um, I have the over in that game, actually, at 56 and a half. I liked what I saw out of the Cardinals. Yes, they played the Cowboys, and the Cowboys stuck, but Seahawks' defense isn't what they used to be. This isn't, you know, the legion of boom anymore. uh, They're pretty much a porous defense now, but they just put up a shit ton of points. It's usually a who has a last possession kind of deal, who can outscore, can you score every possession, that kind of deal with the Seahawks. And the fact that they might get Antonio Brown is pretty crazy because he comes back off his suspension after next week's uh, slate, after week eight. Um, His last game is the Bears versus the Rams over 45. I am on the opposite side of this one again. I have the under in this game. Uh, just Rams didn't put any points up. Bears have a great defense. Bear, Bears offense isn't very good. That's why I'm writing it. Um, I, I'm guessing he's taking this because it's a low number. Or he's banking on the Rams putting up points. I'm just doing the opposite, to be honest with you. As I mentioned, for me in the NFL, I had the Giants four and a half. Um, Browns minus three and a half for Cincinnati. The Browns got their ass kicked by the Steelers last week. I mean, the Steelers took them to town. But we're talking about the Browns, whose defense has Miles Garrett. And Cincinnati's offensive line is terrible. I think he's gonna get the Joe Burrow and knock him around. I think that's the difference in that game right there. So I got and just the fact that Cleveland is a better team than Cincinnati right now. Now does Cincinnati go up twenty one to zero on the Colts, who have the best, one of the best, probably the second best defense in the league? But did they lose that game? Absolutely, because of a pass rush. Ended up getting the burrow. And I I just think that's what's going to happen again. Got to at least think that, um, eye test-wise at least. And it's a good number, 3.5. We'll see. We'll see. My next pick is Steelers plus 1 versus the Titans. Now, it is down in Nashville. I mean, plus 1 is essentially a pick them. Let's be real. But you're getting points with the Steelers, who are just they're just a well old machine right now. I know the Titans, they look really good on offense right now, and you probably could make a bet for the over in this game, but I think the Steelers' defense, the way they've been this year, I think they can slow down Derrick Henry a little bit, just enough. Just enough to squeak out a win on the road in the AFC against a pretty good team. I mean, you're still facing Tannehill, remember that. But he does have some weapons in Corey Davis and AJ Brown. It's going to be a good game. If you want to bet the over in that one, I was, that was kind of a lean for me. Um, I, I, I just like I like laying the points with the Steelers who just kicked the shit out of Cleveland. Just think it's smart. Again, I had next was the Seattle Cardinals. Uh, Seattle versus Cardinals over 56 and a half. explain that one. Um, my next pick, I, I so I did six picks. Cam did five. Same thing in college. Um, Chargers minus seven and a half versus Jacksonville. It's a pretty low number. I like what Herbert's been doing. He's going to be a playmaker eventually. Um, As long as he has weapons around him, he'll be all right. I just think that's a pretty good number versus Jacksonville. I I could see a blowout there. Um, Then again, I could be wrong. A Minshew can Minshew it. We'll see. Uh, my, My Monday night game, as mentioned, was under 46. I already explained that one. Uh, moving on to college cam has nc state plus 15 and a half carolina this is a big rivalry for anybody in north carolina you know that um that's a lot of points especially for you know unc coming off a loss to florida state so i mean i that's not a bad number i actually thought about taking that myself i actually thought about taking that myself the over is pretty high um it's actually it's not high but it's a good number i think it would hit too Next, he has Syracuse Clemson over 62. Um, Clemson is a 37 or 46 point favorite. Yeah. They just put up 70 on Georgia Tech, and Syracuse just lost a Liberty. It's a good bet. Auburn versus Ole Miss under 70 and a half. I also have this line. Um, just don't see Auburn putting a whole lot of points up. And Ole Miss just, you know, they played Arkansas and they didn't hit a 70-point. Over just like I'm just banking on the same thing happening again. I mean they Ole Miss Arkansas was under 75. You're giving me 70 points again, and they're probably gonna hit around 50. So that's that's my I'm banking on that same just eye test what I saw last week. Um and I'm sure that's what he's doing too. And he won't bet Auburn over a lot of points either. Uh Kentucky minus five versus Mizzou. I think that's a good line. Kentucky's guys are really good defense. Um, I could see an under game here too, because Kentucky's offense isn't as good, but Mizzou did play LSU and beat LSU. So we'll see. Should be a good game. That's one I'm going to watch for sure. His last bet is Cincy plus two and a half versus SMU. Um, don't know much too much about these teams. It was leaning Cincy, but I don't know. They've only played a few, a handful of games against not that great a competition. So hard to really gauge, uh, moving on to my picks. Um, I'm kind of rolling with the bigger bigger teams this week um I got some big 10 bets for you guys. I'm actually rolling with a dog in my first game Minnesota plus three versus Michigan. I like what Minnesota did they're returning the quarterback from last year and Bateman who is a Georgia boy. I'm rolling with uh old PJ Fleck row the boat up there uh, Sky ma row the boat baby row the boat. Plus three versus Michigan. I think that's a 12 o'clock game. Definitely watching that one. Um, my next game is the over 43 versus Notre Dame in Pittsburgh. I know I mentioned earlier that Notre Dame only put up 12 points last week. But as I said, they got in the red zone and stalled out. If they can convert those stall outs into points, we'll be good. That's a low number. I think they can do it. Notre Dame's a, Notre Dame's a talented team. And I think they'll give up a few points of Pittsburgh. So we'll, we'll wait and see. Let's hope I'm right there. Uh, my next game, Bama minus 21 versus uh, Tennessee. We blew out Tennessee, and it could have been way worse. Bama's going to just, it's going to be bad. Give me the 21. Ohio State minus 16 versus Nebraska. With the Big Ten this year, I think Ohio State, has to come out and make statement wins every week because they're playing two less games than everybody else. They have to come out and make statement games. So with that being said, they're going to go out and blow everybody out by 50 or 60 if they can. And Fields is going to put his numbers up to try to win a Heisman this year. Because of that reason, I'm taking Ohio State minus 16. TCU plus seven versus Oklahoma. Oklahoma. This is purely because Oklahoma and Texas was a very close game. TCU, pretty sure they beat Texas. Um, but TCU keeps their uh, Big 12 games very close, all within a field goal or one possession at least. So you give me a touchdown against an Oklahoma team that's a two-loss team and isn't ranked right now, I'll take that. Give me the seven. And then my last pick as same as Cam, Auburn, Ole Miss, under 70, 70 and a half, already explained that. Um, we're going to have a good week this week. Hopefully we both go, you know, he goes, you know, seven and three and I go eight and four again. And we're on the right side of positive, giving you guys some good picks and good money. Um, right at 500. So can't complain about that. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, next week is Halloween. So what's everybody doing? Are we going to parties? Are we, are we quarantining at home, handing out Halloween? Like, is Halloween happening? Is it happening? I know I'm going to a Halloween party. I have no idea what I'm wearing this year. Last year, I was Garner Minshew, and it was awesome. I shaved a mustache. But this year, I don't know what I'm doing. I have no idea. So if you guys have ideas, shoot them over. I might have to go as MacGruber again just because I can't think of anything else. So shoot over your ideas. Let us know. Uh, I'm going to wrap this thing up. We're gonna We're going to end on some Eddie Van Halen again. Um, not Eddie Van Halen, just Van Halen, but uh, we'll play class, another classic for them. But thanks again, guys. Thanks for listening. I know this was another solo episode, and you just hear me rambling on, getting in my own head. Um, Thanks for listening, guys. I always enjoy the, these episodes because I can just talk and talk and talk and talk and talk. Um, But, yeah, it was fun. Thanks for hanging out. Uh, we're going to work on getting some guests here soon for you guys because – a lot of our friends are back from, you know, being in the in alternate sites and stuff, and they can do a little bit more now. So we're going to try and get some guys on and try and figure out what was going on in the bubble for, or how the alternate sites were, how the MOB actually was, what it was like being in the clubhouse during that time. So we're going to figure it out, guys. We're going to, we'll, we'll get some guys on. It should be an interesting time. Uh, again, big things in store. Keep following, uh, keep growing the podcast, keep telling people we're going to put stuff on youtube very soon. Uh, I'll put stuff, more stuff on our instagram and I might make us a tiktok and put it out on, the, on there too. Who knows what I'm going to do. So, thanks again guys. Subscribe, rate, review. Thanks for hanging out. Go have an incredible weekend and hey, start your weekend off with some Van Halen, an absolute legend, absolute classic song. RIP. Thanks guys. Have a great weekend.